0: This is the Cato Daily podcast for Wednesday, May six, two thousand twenty. I'm Caleb Brown. Facebook, like all large private internet platforms, has a problem with content moderation. Their solution is to create an oversight board with authority to moderate content within community guidelines, and importantly, the group is largely independent from Facebook, the company. It's one of a wide variety of approaches that platforms have taken to make decisions about what content goes and what content stays. Cato's John Samples is one of five Americans who will serve on that board. We spoke yesterday. In creating this board, what is the problem or problems that Facebook is trying to solve?
1: Facebook has had a problem for a couple of years related to its content moderation. Now, you might wonder, if you live outside of uh, the policy world, what content moderation is. And basically... This is just the idea based uh, on, the, on the truth that Facebook is a private entity that has a right to, and the managers of Facebook have a right to run the business the way they see fit, um, that Facebook has passed and has created over maybe 10 years, but really in the last three to four years for sure, uh, standards of what can appear on the their platform what can appear in facebook timelines and so on and in some cases also what needs to be edited or downranked or in some ways not thrown off the platform which some stuff is but uh just put further down your timeline fewer people see it and so on so why is that well i think ultimately uh the people who run facebook are running a business And they want as many customers as possible. They want the company to be as successful as possible. And indeed, they owe that to their uh, owners. You have a responsibility to maximize uh, shareholder value. So that means that presumably they decided that if everything that could appear on Facebook appeared, they wouldn't be able to maximize shareholder value. Uh, That in terms of the internet it would look something more like 8chan, or it would have strong 8chan features. Is uh, it would be extreme speech, which mostly is permitted under the First Amendment in the public forum, but it would be extreme speech that would drive off users of Facebook. So remember, the problem of Facebook is to bring two groups of people together: users, on the one hand, who want to use it for the reasons everyone knows. And advertisers, without the advertisers paying to have uh, better advertising, as it were, then there wouldn't be any Facebook because there wouldn't be any revenue. So the problem is, is to create an atmosphere that people are happy with, as many people as possible. And if you have people doing all sorts of things uh, that we can think of that would drive people off, that's not going to happen. So you end up with what's called community standard. And this is Facebook saying, over time, we've found that this kind of material doesn't have a place or it needs to be uh, edited in some way. You have to have warnings about it or you push it further down people's timelines so fewer people see it. So this is an attempt for them to run their business in a usual way, really, is community standards. So they have to be applied. And right now they're applied by a group at Facebook who meet every other Tuesday and discuss hard cases. After a while, the issues become fairly straightforward, I think, which is, uh, one, legitimacy question. Should one company be deciding this? uh, And Mark Zuckerberg has said this. Is this something that really you can get people to believe and believe in the legitimacy of? Now, most libertarians will believe, I think that um, without any kind of board, uh, that maybe you know the business has a right to make those decisions. But I think Zuckerberg saw as a businessman a different problem, which is you've got to get people to believe that the process is fair. And for a variety of reasons, that becomes problematic. So he needs he needed to figure out some way, or Facebook needed to figure out some way to have uh, a kind of due process model as it were. And you think about due process and reason you don't allow the police to actually decide whether people are guilty or not is you want some kind of independent uh, entity, some independent institution that looks and sees what prosecutors and the police and so on have been doing, and then you have juries and courts and so on do that, and they act. And also you have appellate courts all the way up to the Supreme Court that just try to decide. Independent of the original uh, actions of enforcing the law, is it in fact
0: uh, right or not? So Facebook's essential problem is then uh, being responsive to shareholders, the people that own this p- publicly traded company, and bring Facebook users along in a way that uh, al- that allows Facebook to maintain credibility with that user base, that they're not playing games with... Uh, what posts you see, what posts are prioritized, um, uh, whether or not you're getting a an inaccurate picture of what your friends and family and associates are trying to share with you.
1: Now, yes, that's correct. I think the problem is one of a search for legitimacy for inevitable uh, enforcement of community standards, because without community standards... No profits, no no meeting of obligations to shareholders, and then in the last few years, there's been a great deal of uh, emphasis by various political positions in the United States that Facebook is biased in one way or the other. Some people say the business model leads them to try to attract right wing extremists and keep them on the platform. Uh, the other the right says that the employees at Facebook and others are biased against them. And and then you've got, remember, there's 200 million users in the United States, but there's 3 billion people worldwide. So other countries have other issues, often with government uh, interventions and so on. So you've got a serious complicated problem that you have to deal with. You can't just say, Whatever comes comes because that'll destroy the business if you let everything on the network. Uh, so you've got to somehow have legitimate controls and regulation. That at the same time, I mean, the you know the institution itself is a, is sold itself and is in fact uh, a beginning of loosening of gatekeeping of communication among people. So it was a free entry element from the beginning, right? So that's part of the nature of the undertaking. So that's why they say voice or free speech is important to them. So you somehow got to have a independent uh, and believable uh, oversight of the process of what's called content moderation uh, or could be called speech regulation uh, in a private setting. And that's what this board is supposed to do, Uh, and in part, it does that by having a wide variety of people from various perspectives and from various countries. I mean, this has Facebook's an American company here in Northern California, but it has five uh, citizens of the United States on it, and that means 15 people from other places in uh, in the world. And uh, there's a number of different ways that uh, you're trying to get people who are Believable to the user base, I think, and uh, it may be you have to say and I think everyone will say that perhaps that's an impossible task, but I think they've done a good they've taken a lot of time and been careful with it, and I think they've taken they've done as well as humanly possible on that score
0: so uh in terms of practical decision making, I realize that this group has just been constituted but Uh, as a practical matter, what decisions will uh, you be charged with making?
1: So they have a process that looks a little bit like an appellate process in the American court system. Uh, What happens is you may find out, I don't know if this has ever happened to any of us, but let's say you find out that you're uh, told by Facebook that something you posted has been taken down because it Violates the community standards. You look at it and say, I don't understand why that violates the community standards, and you appeal the process. So that gets it into the system. Uh, and then it uh, essentially, the staff of the board begins, and th- that'll be a lot of appeals, right? Uh, the staff of the board will ultimately look from thousands and thousands or maybe more of appeals. Uh, the ones that are of the most uh, broad importance uh, or raise issues that are really pressing at the moment. So these are, in a sense, appeals against Facebook's um, content moderation. It's takedown, let's say. And um, then the board is called in ultimately to decide whether Facebook uh, did the right thing or not? Did in, in one way, what the board is doing is uh, providing K- a service to Facebook, which is independently, ideally saying to them, we look at your community standards and we think you haven't applied them correctly. Or we think you have, right? They, they sort of step back from the process. That's the ideal. Uh, and it'll be, you know... There's 20 members of the board. The panels to decide cases will be five members. They're chosen randomly. There'll be one from the region it came from, one person from every region. And this has not been done. So we don't know all the details and we don't know how it'll work. Uh, But we do know that an effort's going to be made this fall to do this, and then we'll find
0: out. This can't make some segments of the population, people who are... Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, outraged professionally uh, that there is I mean, I don't know exactly what their criticism would be, but I assume it would be that there is any process where there are humans in charge of making determinations about what fits within community standards and what doesn't. I'm thinking of Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. I'm thinking of uh, Dennis Prager, uh, the one-time conservative, and uh, other people uh, on the left as well who probably uh, would get upset about having uh, somebody like a John Samples of the Cato Institute rendering some kind of uh, judgment, a vote uh, on uh, whether or not their content is appropriate. So in in terms of your service to this board – like, what are your views about what to what ought to be allowable within uh, a a proper conception of what these community standards are? So, it's a couple of answers to that direct
1: question, uh, and that would be uh, first of all, um, I'm presumably going to be hearing cases and. I don't want to indicate anything specific about any case or about how principles might apply to it because then I couldn't really be on the decision later. Um, Second, I think the answer is found in the uh, charter of the board, which is publicly available, and I think everyone on the board has to agree with this. I don't see why you'd be on it if you didn't agree with it, which is that... um, Facebook states that the standards for judging uh, uh, content are the community standards, Facebook's values, and also uh, which are seen as, I think, consistent with uh, human rights standards and international human rights law. So all of these things, you have that sort of general thing, and I think you start with the community standards. in part because, you know, one of the, the things that the board will not be deciding is um, about the laws of other countries. The, the Facebook's made a decision to respect local law in general. So the board is not going to be uh, hearing about cases where local law is broken, right? That's part of the general policy. Um, so, I, I think that's as to the question of people being upset. I think uh, that's going to be true, of course. Um, and it's going to be particularly in the American framework. I don't know about outside the United States. Uh, I think it's important, though, to realize what the options are here. One is things continue as they are, and people organize themselves and try to work the refs here facebook or at youtube or whatever and what you're going to get there is a lot of inconsistency i think at at uh, most in the way um, the standards are applied and that's because who's better organized who's politically up who's politically down will affect uh the standards over time and you'll just end up with consist over a five-year period you'll you know you'll just end up with it'll look like tax law or something it'll be inconsistent That's the one hand. And in some ways, that might even be the best alternative, and it's not very good. The other alternative is, that we've heard a lot about in the United States, is uh, Congress will get involved, the federal government will get involved, and you'll end up with something rather like uh, the Federal Communications Commission, except it'll be for social media, it'll be for these social media platforms, or maybe the internet. And uh, some people apparently want that. But it seems to me that uh, this uh, central, this kind of centrist, the idea between uh, things just going on and being political within the company or government getting getting involved, that this kind of board that is an attempt for self-regulation, really, by the industry is a much better alternative than those two uh, possibilities we face.
0: And uh, it's worth noting that, uh, to the extent that Facebook is doing content moderation, there are a wide variety of different uh, approaches to content moderation, uh, be it uh, YouTube or Reddit or Facebook or any number of other uh, platforms. Can you can you talk about the approach that that Facebook has taken versus something like a like Reddit?
1: Yeah. Well Facebook has essentially tried to have a central to have one set of standards for uh based on one you know broad universal values and now is trying to enforce them through not only their own staff but also an independent group that oversees their staff of content moderators so that's a kind of centralized effort but it's really based on trying to have unitary values ultimately there's other alternatives. I mean, the notion that Facebook is the only game in town is wrong. Uh, one that interests me a lot is Reddit. If you look at Reddit, one thing, uh, Reddit is a bunch of small little groups uh, hosted on a, a platform. They do have centralized rules, but basically the content moderation, the oversight of what goes on is done in a decentralized way. Each group has its own moderators. Now, the interesting thing to me is that i would i've heard it estimated that reddit has about two and a half times the number of people doing content moderation compared to facebook and facebook has 35 to 40,000 the difference is facebook pays uh, content moderators reddit does it on a voluntary basis, right? And it's true they have centralized standards, and sometimes those get invoked, and content moderators uh, can be replaced. But this is the exception rather than the rule. Mostly, you do, in fact, have an emergent order at Reddit. And I use Reddit, and it seems to me in the subreddits I'm on that it does a pretty good job. Uh, you sometimes get um, a kind of warning that says, look, be civil. Look, be factual. It depends on the subreddit, but um, I don't see that uh, it's not they're not meeting the market test in that regard. Places like YouTube, I think, are much more uh, comfortable at this point. I've been told this with uh, working the refs. That working the refs model is the one I mentioned before. Uh, political forces outside the company have representation at the table, as it were. Uh, with content moderation, so that you go and you complain about what they've done. uh, And then they react to that. And so there's an interaction. So it's kind of the, it seems to me what that the working the rest model is, is you sort of take the lobbying model, the advocacy model in DC, and you bring it inside uh, YouTube. You bring it in, therefore, inside of Google. And as I said, I think, the issue there is going to be consistency over time um, and how, what and it also depends on how well uh, in a way the po- the politics of this works out, whether it can produce a stable, consistent set of rules for people.
0: If I go to a fast food restaurant, the rules are pretty clear. Mm-hmm. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I understand what that means. Just about everyone who is going to walk into that place knows what it means. But mm-hmm. uh, social media is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rules governing whether you can use this word or that word, or you uh, post a picture that implies this thing or that thing that is either offensive or maybe perceived as threatening in some way. Mm-hmm. It just strikes me as just an extremely difficult task. So how do you think about that?
1: Well, I think of it in a kind of uh, uh, effort to, you know, try things, make mistakes, correct them. Uh, I think it's that kind of process. This is something you're correct. Social media is new. We need new institutions. We don't know what those institutions are going to be going to look like. And so that's the Hayekian element I see here in the creation of institutions. We'll, we'll have an order, we hope, that comes out, uh, and there will be one that is not perfect, but satisfactory for, uh, for the purposes of the people that uh, own and use these, uh, these institutions. So, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. My one concern is that there is a high intolerance for that kind of experimental method, that kind of uh, effort to find out what works by, uh, you know, making mistakes. There's not much tolerance for making mistakes. My concern, in other words, is the general political atmosphere. I think people, uh, what I would like to see is people back off a little bit and say, let's see how this works. Uh, yeah, there'll be mistakes. Uh, You know, after all, government itself makes mistakes. Congress makes mistakes. So let's see how it goes and let them, through time, see if they can come up with an answer. Because, again, the status quo has its problems. And really, the central libertarian insight that government would cause or make things worse, I think, is this is an area of speech. Of course,
0: it's going to make things worse. John Samples is a vice president at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.